Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Supercoach Edge for the Round 22 review and Round 23 preview. Well, with just two weeks remaining in the Supercoach season, we can see the finish line is in sight. And it's a welcome sight for many, especially owners of Liver, who was, of course, concussed on the weekend on a score of just 20. To make matters worse, he will, of course, miss this coming round due to concussion protocol. So there really is no respite. And Liam, I know you uh, know all about that. Mm. As not only an owner, but also someone who captained him. So I will hand the soapbox over to you for comment. <laughs> I have no comment. I have best, no best comment. Response. I'll talk about it a bit later. I think um, I'm still still trying to come to terms with it and deal with deal deal with it. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's all I have to say. But it's very unfortunate. I mean, it, this is where I think we were talking about. I can't remember who it was, Joe potentially, or maybe Dr. Last week. Yeah, about sort of needing, like super co- wanting from super coach something that can actually mitigate this risk. Like, yeah, I mean, not that I'm in any way suggesting that I want a player to come back on that's concussed, but like it's a change to the rules that you know we have to live by. And I guess you could argue, I mean, you just got to live by it with super coach, and that is what it is. It is what it is. But I guess it, it sucks a little bit knowing that. You can have that happen. But anyway, that's a, that's a rule for another day that we can talk about. But yeah, I'd love to see something sort of brought in around that that might um, mitigate that risk for, because I think, sorry, just on that, concussion such a, it's not like a hamstring where, you know, if they're no. a player that's prone to hamstring injuries and you bring them in, well, that's the risk you take. Like concussion, I know you can be prone to concussion, but like you're not exactly prone to just like hitting your head on the ground. Like, yeah. or, you know, getting collided with your in that sense, if that makes sense. But anyway. It's a unique injury, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. But anyway, 
There was also some other injuries this week, uh, or yes. potential injuries, I guess we could say. Yeah, there was the uh, the potential key injury to Doherty, who, uh, mm. of course, was subbed out of the game late due to what the club are calling a kick to his calf. He did look okay uh, post-game, and the club has watered down the severity of it uh, with his sub being merely a precautionary move. So fingers crossed we're not down yet another premium. Yes, not what we need at this stage of the season when you're holding, what, Dacos, Libba, potentially, Doherty, yeah. Walsh. Yeah, Walsh, yep. Yeah. If he's not back, uh, yeah. yeah, countless. Yes, plenty of plenty of injured primos at the moment. Uh, but let's let's move on. If you're not following us on socials, uh, where we do post the latest news, post match supercoach scores, and the odd meme or two, and just basically we can keep up to date with every single injury that is currently happening. Uh, you can do so via Twitter or X at, at supercoach underscore edge, Damon at demoj eighty eight, myself at, at Liam Evans underscore ninety five, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Search supercoach edge, and you'll find us there. Very nice. Well, let's jump straight into it by kicking things off with our usual recap in the good, the bad, and the ugly. For those new to our show, if uh, we're time to be tuning in for the first time, but you do mm, you. Yes. In the uh, <laughs> in the good, the bad, and the ugly, we roll through some of the more notable and the more forgettable performances across the round of Supercoach. We touch on how our own teams performed, and uh, we look at how the head-to-head rivalry is going as we wrestle for ultimate supremacy, which, I mean, I think was achieved last week when I won, but... <laughs> It is what it is. Yes, it uh, actually came from out of the box and I, I predicted it. I said it was going to come. I said uh, Supercoach finals time is where the whips start cracking and, yeah, well, you know, the, the you know, serious stuff starts to uh, starts to happen. So. I don't want to preempt anything, but uh, we'll, we'll, mm. we'll see what happens this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happened. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good, surely. Um, yeah. So speaking of good, let's kick it off with the good. And uh, for those coaches who are crying out for someone to step up to the plate and score over and beyond expectations, being down another mm. premium, of course, with the injured Dakes, uh, for those of us that just didn't have any uh, trades, you know, up the, up the old sleeve to really, really use. Georgie Boy Hewitt. Mm. Good old Georgie Boy. He heard the call. He saw the, uh, the bat signal or the, I don't know what it would be the Georgie boy signal in the sky because he came out and scored a whopping 142 in a scintillating performance that left owners like myself with a big old stupid grin on the face. And uh, Liam, as an owner as well, you would have been quite pleased. Yes, I was very pleased. Very, very useful. Now, Damon, someone yeah. reached out to us about, about Georgie yes. boy, didn't they? Yes. One of our, um, one of our uh, listeners, viewers, uh, Jack Jones on Twitter, he reached out and asked if he should roll the dice on Hewitt to score more than Mills's 80. And uh, I said, yeah, why not take the punt and Georgie boy, mm. uh, you know, while she's still out, he's still going to get bulk CBAs um, going to be a tough contest. Um, and I actually just said he, I, I could, I could see him scoring 90 plus no way did I ever see him scoring uh, as much as he did. Um, but mm. fair to say he was a uh, very happy camper too. So um, glad you came away with the points there, and hopefully it uh, helped you in if you're in any league finals. Jack Jones, um, good name by the by the way. Yeah, Jack great Jones. name. Um, hopefully helped you along the way. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully for him that that netted him a win, or just you know, plowed him up the plowed him up the, flew him, pulled him up the ranks. I don't even know. Yeah, catapulted him. Catapulted him. him. That's it. Picked him up the ranks. It's more like a farming. It's got to feel like that's digging a hole. That's that's probably <laughs> worse. 
that's more like Hodor plowing his yeah. way uh, up against the door. No, not even because he'd be going through the door. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Just don't you? Yeah, that's it. We'll Let's move that. on to the bad. That's, uh, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of bads this week, I think, personally, but mm. Tom Stewart is probably top of the list there. In a game where he probably should have seen a very favorable matchup and grab bulk points, um, considering the Pies do concede bulk bulk points to opposition defenders. Just look at Sicily the week before. Mm. Um, Stewart put in probably his most putrid performance of the season with just 69 points. Obviously going to ignore those injury-affected games um, for obvious reasons. Uh, but, yes, um, in terms of in terms of scoring, just, yeah, didn't get – didn't get what we need from um, a defensive primo at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah. The old, uh, the only thing out of that, it's, it's the old dinner for two, but it's 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 nothing, uh, nothing to laugh about because it was actually a terrible score, as you mentioned. Like, just mm. I was actually thinking of putting the VC on him at one point. Such was the favorable matchup. So yeah, it was the, it was actually very much around where favorable matchups didn't uh, didn't go didn't to plan. Yeah, yeah. According to what the uh, the trends and data. We're dictating. Um, so yeah, it wasn't to be there, but uh, likewise in the ugly, Josh Dunkley. So he finds himself in the ugly category after a second consecutive week with a terrible score, reaching new lows on his 77 from the previous round with a season low score of just 62. And with this, I have no idea what's going on, but it's truly a head scratcher because he yeah. still has bulk CBAs. He's got you know, pretty good, I, I guess, to okay disposal efficiency percentage. So that hasn't been dragging him down. He's just, I think, finding it hard to get his hands on the on the footy, and and he's just in an, an you know an old fashioned form slump, really. Mm. Um, so hopefully he can turn it around. As uh, personally, him combined with D Cam, Darcy uh, Cameron, have cost me wins in both weeks of my uh, league my personal league cash league finals uh, against opponents who didn't own him and didn't own Darcy Cameron. So absolutely unforgivable, especially coming from a Uber primo who we all kept Ooh. hold of across the couple of weeks he was at and just hasn't delivered. So come on dunks. Come on dunks. But, simply, um, not good enough. simply not good enough. Um, but speaking of which, is it a segue? Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> so both of you, how he performed on the weekend. So with regards to my own team, I ended up scoring a 2,355. So it was a bit of a mixed bag around, I think, overall for me. Um, was above par um, because I ended up going up 58 ranks mm. to now sit ranked 653rd overall. So still gunning for a top 500 spot, but I think it's a, a little bit too late now. Um, but I must say in terms of the league finals, the outcome was a little less favorable. Um, as I alluded to uh, just before, I ended up losing two semis and ended up winning just one. But most annoyingly in both league finals I lost, I was the second high scorer and would have beaten either of the finalists in the opposing semi-final. But uh, the bad luck of Supercoach finals continues, it seems, especially given one of those was my own cash league, as I said, where I finished second on the ladder and I'm now out in straight sets. So mm. it's just so annoying. You, you, I think I drew uh, a guy that was the first week ended up, well, I played the guy in third spot to his credit. He beat me, uh, but he was the guy that didn't have Dunkley, didn't have Darcy Cameron and both of those. And no, sorry, he didn't have Sheasel. Sorry. He didn't have Sheasel, didn't have Dunks. Both of those players highly owned, scored shit. He came over the top. And then on the weekend, I think I played the team that was, I went through, 
um, in sixth spot potentially um, outside the top four and uh, ended up trouncing me. So it wasn't to be, but as I said before, all that despite the data and, and trends really um, with regards to who we should put the, the VC and the C on, I must say that if having two wisdom teeth during the week wasn't painful enough, putting the captaincy on Sicily instead of the second option in English was uh, virtually the sole difference in the margin between winning and losing um, that own league final that I that I had in my own league. And uh, with that data and trend, it was pointing towards, and it was pretty clear, Sicily having a blinder against the dogs who concede the most points to opposition defenders have now actually trumped St Kilda, and English having a downer against a stingy Hawks ruck setup. But no, of course, Supercoach being Supercoach, their fortunes were flipped. And that just virtually sums up the stupidness of Supercoach at times, especially during the finals period where it's just turned on its head. And you're trying, you know, you read the data, you read the, t- you almost need to read the tea leaves more than the data because it's just trends out the window, all that sort of stuff. But uh, in terms of notable scores, as I said, Georgie Boy Hewitt, he was the saver I didn't realize I needed, alongside MJ, who scored an 89 once again in limited minutes due to Longmuir being an hat and just not giving him any more than 60% time on ground. Like, honestly, he he is like the Paddy Dow of Frio. Like, pull your head in, you absolute Muppet Longmuir, because he's actually a really – I rate him outside of Supercoach. Uh, watching him play, pretty skillful, reads the play well. Pull your head in, mate. Um, Sheasel, he was the other one of note who bounced back nicely after a quiet game to score 135. Mm. Uh, but, of course, if you want to look at uh, the full rundown of my team, you can check out the Team Talk segment on YouTube for a closer look as we head into round 23, 23 as I prepare for the remaining three prelims I'm in and edge towards a hopeful top 500 finish. So there's still a little bit uh, for me to play for uh, in terms of overall rank in, in three prelims, but I might be up against it in terms of my opponents because uh, they've been able to trade out Dakes and uh, a couple of other injured players. So see how we go. But what about you, Liam? How did you uh, how did you fare on the weekend? I know obviously Libba was the uh, was the kind of the the footnote <laughs> of uh, of the round for you. Did it get worse, or was that uh, was at the end? Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, simply put, this round I'm both flat and absolutely filthy. Like I'm so <laughs> frustrated because flat and filthy. Like just I was gonna pull off. Fair reason. A massive come from nowhere win in a cash in, a, in the cash league, yeah. your cash league actually. Mm. Um, would have saved me through the prelim. Would have got me some some cash. Um, just being a prelim winner or whip finalist, just making it would have been would have been beautiful. Considering I have not had a great season, um, and it was all looking really good. I mean, yeah. there was a few things that I needed to rely on, but he was instead of me chasing, it was him chasing. Um, yeah which was a nice feeling considering I gave myself no hope. I think he had trades, large, he had, yeah, he had some big projections. He, he had, he had some risky projections, I think, like I think some overstated projections, which meant that mm. his score could be overinflated. Um, not unachievable, but just sort of riskier in the sense that the higher it is, the less likely they're going to make it. Um, anyway, and it was all looking very, very, very good until my captain was subbed off with a concussion for a score of just 20. Obviously, that was Libba. Um, had he managed to score 100, which is 15.7 points below his average for the season, so not even like a good that's score. His, that's, his, his, that's his floor normally. Like, well, that's, that's I was even just, just then. 
he has scored below 100 just four times this season, including on the weekend, which was a 20. If he had scored 100, I would have had a 20-point win. So he didn't even need to score 100. Could have scored 90. Like, I would have won. That's that's the most and frustrating part. And it was against part, yeah. the top side in the league. So, like, in a mm. sense, I'm like, all right, probably shouldn't have won. Like, I would have probably been a little bit harsh on for him. Um, nah, but that's swings and roundabouts. Like but again, with me, swings I, and I finished, exactly. I finished Same second logic overall. Um, you know, he was obviously the one ahead of me. And would have been would have been a week for the first and second place teams being bundled out and you going through. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. True, true. So in terms of that, I haven't actually said what my score was. It was 2,139, which did see my ranking drop 1,792 spots to sit just inside the top 10K at 9,838 overall. Um, so realistically at this stage, season is all but done. Not even all but done. It is just done. I don't think I've got any any leagues left. Definitely no leagues involving um, cash or anything that's really important to me um, in terms of like bragging rights or anything. Um, so that's it. That's it. No trades. I've got Walsh on the bench. I've yep. got Liver on the bench. I've got Dacos on the bench. Oh, God. Probably got more primos on the bench than you do on field. Yeah, right now. Feels it. <laughs> Um, any other issues? No, not yet. Not right now. I mean, cogs is an issue in itself, but yeah. Anyway, like so yeah, not much more to report on my side. Uh, but I will give massive props to Connor Rosie, uh, Kieran Briggs, Romo, Laird, Bont, Dawson, Sinclair, and Sheasel for turning up and doing what they could to try and get me the win. Mm. Um, especially I'll give Georgie Boy 142. He, uh, Tried his hardest, his absolute yeah. heart out, but uh, sometimes just it's just not good enough. It it, it is. It's just and like the the shit thing is that Libba is a relative pod as well. The one thing is that because he's so lowly owned, chances of your opponents, even if you did go through to the finals, you would have been in a rough spot anyway. Like if you pulled off, say oh, you weren't yeah. relying on Libba this this week, just gone, you pulled off the remarkable against the top play side. Libba's out for a, for a week, so chances of your other opponent, yeah, only oh, yeah. I would have, I would have had no no chance, no chance yeah. this week. It would just be nice to make the prelim make the and prelim just lock up some cash and as just well. lock yeah. up some cash. But again, like Libba plays, like the Bulldogs play the the Eagles this week. Yeah, so it's like it would have been if I had made it. Like imagine yeah. that. It's oh. it's the super coach guys at times. I reckon like that in itself, like West Coast. Now this week that Libba would have faced, it's like having a carrot and a stick mm. and it's like they're on your back and they have you running for the carrot that's on a stick, just dangling in front of your face. Like, Oh, look, look what could have been. Look, it's like, uh, and it always happens this time of year as well. I think that's always the part happens. that's worst is like, I'm like, cool. This just killed off. Like I've killed off my finals, which is fine. Yeah. But now I'm like, I've got no trades. I'm going to be, I mean, if Walsh doesn't come back, I'm yeah. going to be relying on like um, Robertson if he holds his spot. Yeah, Chesser. Like, hey, Chesser. To field yes. a team because I'm already two two mid primos down, and Dacos as well. Like, anyway, yeah. 
it's just, it's just, I think it's, it, it rounds out. It's, it's one of those things. And I think we always talk about this. You get to this stage of the season and it becomes tough. Like I think, you, yeah. you know, a lot of teams probably feel it. If you're not in finals, you kind of go, if you're not in finals and you're not really up there in ranking, you're kind of going, oh, well, what's the point? Yeah. It becomes more of a chore. Yeah. And I feel like that's where I'm at now. Like I, yeah. I don't think I even checked it after, after Libba got injured. Um, when I saw him no off, I was like, I didn't, I don't think I even, I only checked my ranking. I think you sent it through. And then it was like, when I saw the message, I checked it. Yeah. But like, I wasn't, you know, waiting. Yeah. Normally no, I'm like no oh, refreshing, like, you know, I yeah. wanted to see, but yeah. So yeah. get my weekends back. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's the upside, watching, I guess, isn't it? Be watching and yeah. uh, analyzing, but not thinking about my team, which would be nice. No. Exactly right. I'm already at the stage, even though I'm still, which sounds stupid because even though I'm still in, as I mentioned, uh, three prelims this week, I'm still like, I'm looking ahead. Like I've, I've got like almost one, one eye on next year already. Like looking at guys that may be selectable, like you're Hayden Young getting mid time, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's like, I don't know. It's just, and I feel that, um, that sense of, you know, you've had a shit week. So then I feel shit as well by extension i've like had an ordinary week mm. your week puts mine into, <laughs> into perspective and it's just yeah being bundled out of finals though like if you're not if you're ranking sliding as it is then you get bundled out of finals and it's like well you know if you're not playing for that and the ultimate supremacy is already long gone liam <laughs> you have to exactly play for? long gone what's the point yeah. no uh, i think yeah i don't know I don't, there's I, no way of combating it for for um What's the name super coach? Like there's no way of working around it. Well, the only just... way is that it kind of like stems into the, uh, I uploaded the, uh, the team talk late last night. I did it as a live stream mm. just because I was pretty tired and wisdom uh, teeth or lack thereof were hurting. So um did that and a couple jumped on and had a bit of a brief discussion about, yeah, ways that you can try and, and similar to a lot of the stuff we discussed with uh, Joe from center bounce and, yeah. um, and DR uh, in terms of improving the longevity of Supercoach, and I spoke about your tiered system, but I think that's that's a good way of doing it. Like I'm a massive fan of that, and I spoke about that length, and the people that had tuned in at the time were like, I'm a really big fan of that because that's an easy, simple way for Supercoach to keep people in the game from start to finish because at the moment, I'm playing AFL Fantasy, and even though I'm finding it really hard just because of the nature of the season, it's normally you'd be able to trade your way up the ranks, even this late in the season, mm. but because everyone has virtually the same players, it's so hard to make, make rank. I'm still playing it because I'm still getting that enjoyment factor out of, Oh, who do and I trade trades, in? Who do I trade yeah. out? I traded out. She's on the weekend, brought in Newman. Newman scored 20 more points and actually won me a final that I was in. Um, so there's still extra skin in the game in that sense. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. People, people listening as well, let us know in the uh, comment section on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter as to what your suggestions would be. Um, yeah, if it's something you've uh, got in mind, be love to love to hear it. Yes, definitely. Now, looking at the head to head, goes as no surprise. Damon did get the win, so he sits on eighteen wins to my four wins, uh, with a points differential of one thousand three hundred and seventy-one. Yep, that's the ultimate supremacy. That is the it. ultimate supremacy. <laughs> uh, I had to get I had to get one back on you because you know you obviously you beat me uh, recently, so I'm just had to square the ledger uh, yeah, exactly. because the ultimate supremacy across the finals, where we're even at the moment. So let's play for that. We have that to yeah, play for. Yeah, I really don't think I'm coming back. 
<laughs> well, actually, no yeah, true. without without Libba, that's kind of yeah, foregone conclusion. Um, gee, we supercoach just sucked the fun out of everything. Literally, oh, well, the supercoach guys, guys, rather. Yeah, how dare they? But Liam, now it's time to uh, delve into the next segment where we uh, chat uh, a bit more sense and dollars as well in talking dollars and cents. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. I feel alright, but no, I'm the big chief. The girls see I've got the money. Hundred dollar bills, y'all. If you so, for those tuning in for the first time, this is the time where we would normally discuss. All of the best potential trades and trade targets from week to week. However, with the majority of coaches, of course, now out of trades, we're going to look at one or two options across each line that you might consider for a bit of a pod. And we'll Mm. avoid the obvious highly owned players and focus on those that might give you a jump on the competition. Yeah. I think just a note, and we'll probably note it mainly with the mids, uh, but there's obvious options in defense. Like if you can afford to get to a Sicily, I don't know yeah. how, but if you've somehow got the cash um, or you've got, you know, enough cash to get maybe an Oliver or a Petrarca um, mm. in the mids or forwards, I don't really know if there's anyone that I can think of specifically. Um, mm. But if you've got that cash to do that, just nice. do it. Like we're not like, it's the obvious choice, but yeah. I think it's sometimes like, we don't want to talk about that because it's obvious um, yep. and it's dime a dozen. So I think it's kind of fun to look a bit more at the pods for those that are a little bit uh, more that way inclined. So let's kick off with the defenders. Mm. And we're going to kick off with Nick Newman, who is defender eligible, as we said, 582.5K, averaging 96, 98.6, sorry, with a break-even of 73. And he is owned by just 4.4% of the competition. Now, he continued on with his great recent form with a score of 118 against the Ds. So that goes along with scores of 114, 106, 92, 137, 144 since round 17, and obviously the 118 on the weekend. In his last three rounds, he is actually the number one defensive option. And in the last five, based off his, you know, his three-round average. And in his five last five rounds, he's the number two defensive option. Mm. So he is in some very, very good form. Um, and that's where you got to kind of consider it from here on out is he's not going to finish as a top six defender for the season unless he pulls out like yeah. a back-to-back 300 scores or something. Yeah. Um, but he is, from this from the point you trade him in, that's all that matters is that he sits in that number one or number two spot or really in that number one to number six spot um, from when you trade him in. There is, though, I will say a bit of a correlation with his higher ceiling since Walsh has been out with that hamstring injury. That has meant, and we touched on this a bit, that means that means Doc pushed into the midfield a little bit more. Mm. Um, with Walsh, you'd expect set to return this week. I don't know, Damon, you got any inside word there? Uh, I haven't heard anything, so no, no news is good news uh, yeah. going by that. But, uh, yeah, I think there's rumors that Chura might be out for the season. Um, yeah, okay. So it might actually mean if that was the case. Yes. Um Benefit him, might benefit uh, benefit him even even more so yep. with Doherty as well. Who, yeah, yep. especially if Doherty doesn't come back, um, this week. You know, if he misses a week just to, uh, knock to the calf. But mm. yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, um, as to what implications that could have. But if Chera is set to miss, you'd expect that Newman gets a little bit more time. Like it gets a bit more of the the, the pie, I guess, mm. um, and then he'll be hitting that ceiling a little bit more because I think when he wasn't 
the sort of when Doherty was playing a little bit more in the defensive line, uh, his scores were closer to that hundred mark than the one forty four, one thirty sevens. Yeah, spot on, exactly right. And I think with the um the games that he's got uh, remaining, so uh, got Gold Coast this weekend and the Giants as well. So not exactly um. Uh, easy beats by any means, but uh, I think, yeah, as you say, without um, Doherty being back there, um, there's, there's a few dominoes to fall there. So, yeah, you know, it's contingent upon Walsh returning, maybe Doc, is he in, is he out? Um, mm. Who knows? But uh, I think, yeah, with Cheris still out of the team, I still think Doherty's going to get some uh, ample mid-time, even if he, uh, that is, if he does play. Um, so I yeah, do like Nick Newman 100%. Uh, but yep. let's move on to the midfield. So there's obviously, as you mentioned, Liam, uh, plenty of strong options in the midfield, and you could consider the likes of LDU. A lot of these guys speak to themselves. Uh, Merritt, Parrish, Tom Green, uh, low owned now that uh, a lot of people traded him out mm-hmm. um, since his injury. Petrarca, Oliver as well. He's actually surprisingly in 12% of teams, but uh, with the scores that he's punching out, he is you know a relative pod considering that he was owned by 50, 56.2% yeah. of the competition at one stage. Uh, then, of course, Butters as well, who's... Uh, well and truly back in form. So if you can get any of those in, 100% look at them. But uh, we're better placed to talk about some of the pot options instead who might be cheaper for those without much cash. So the first option is one definitely from left field and it is Matt Crouch. And he's priced at 552.3K, averaging a 99.8 with a break-even of 84. And he is owned by 0.6%. So he's very much the forgotten brother is Matty Crouch Mm. and the ultimate pot of that ownership uh, but in his last three matches, he has managed scores of 144 against the Power, 112 against the Suns, and a 122 against the Lions, giving him a three-round average of 126, which makes him the fourth best scoring mid for that period. So, uh, you know, it's massive risk. Um, I mean, there's massive knock on his game, always been his disposal, but he just racks up so much of the pill that he almost negates that. Mm. Um, and with games against the Swans at uh, Adelaide Oval and the Eagles to round mm, it out at Optus juicy. Stadium to close out the season, he could be the one risk to take. And just think, you know, Texan as well, Tex Walker, he's yep. still in the running for the Coleman. If he's delivering the ball to Tex Walker on his tit lace out, like bulk points, if they get converted to goals. So yeah, it could be a, it could be a goal fest and a um, goal assist type fest game for the midfielders for Adelaide in that game. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Risky. Mm. But sometimes you've got to do that. Like, yeah. I don't know. You've got no trades left. So if you only got a couple of trades left um, somehow, or you got one trade left and you've got a liver, I mean, you're going to be, I don't know what liver actually is priced at anymore. Let me just grab that while we talk. 626. So yeah, so yeah, he's okay. definitely giving well off truly. well and truly a lot of cash there. But um, yeah, a bit of a risk, uh, but could also win you a matchup um, at this stage of the season. Now onto the pod option number two in the midfield. Mm. It is Jai Newcomb, Duke Newcomb. Good old Duke. <laughs> 528.8K, averaging 98.4, break even of 11, and he is owned by 3.3% of the competition as it stands. The midseason draft, I'm going to call him the steal of the midseason draft, uh, has put up and put together a pretty nice season for the Hawks, but his last few weeks have been a nice up, seen a nice uptick in his scoring as well with a 119 against the Pies and a massive 174 against the Dogs on the weekend. His scoring is much more variable, um, I'd say, than uh, most others. So he is a very risky option here. Uh, With his top three scores for the season, reading 174, 121, and 119, 
And his bottom three scores rating 53, 53, and 69. Mm. 12 of his 21 games have been above the ton, and 14 of those have been 90 plus. So it's not to say that he's, you know, poor scoring, no. but they're sort of high ceiling, high floor uh, for him. So a bit more risky. Does face Melbourne and Frio at the MCG, both games at the MCG to round out the season. But one thing to keep in mind, I guess, with Melbourne in particular, he did score 117 against them back in round nine. So it's not as though he's uh not as though he's uh been scoring poorly against, you know, stronger teams. Yeah, and uh just looking, I watched a bit of the game on the weekend for the Hawks, and he was by far mm. and away the best on ground. Uh and there was a bit of play there. I don't know if you, you saw it, but uh Cody Waitman came up and like full pelt ran at him and just bounced off his shoulder and <laughs> didn't even move giant Newcomb. He's just like, he's, I reckon he should be dubbed the human meatball. Like yes. he is more the human meatball than the human meatball himself. Mm. Um, because he's so compact and he's, yeah, he's pretty tough and uh, he loves a tackle, loves a cuddle. Um, so dead 12 on the weekend as well, which is, is uh, pretty interesting in itself. But uh, yeah, I do like him definitely as an option. Uh, moving on to the ruck, so uh, probably no surprises here aside from you know the big dogs in Marshall, English, Gorn, Luke Jackson. So mm. spoke of him the other week, forward ruck, uh, priced at 548.3, averaging a 96.5 with a break-even of 18. And he is owned by 9% of the competition. I'm surprised it didn't go up more than that, yeah. um, considering he faced the Eagles on the weekend. But uh, Dogger Jackson is one of the former Ruckman super coach, given he is the third best three and five round average of the Rucks. In games where he has been the main Ruck for the Dockers, he has scored 106, 119, 118, 93, 187, 173, and a 124. So, uh, you know, at least you know he can he can crack the ton more often than not. And he has a softish draw, uh, best of all, for the rest of the season facing Port Adelaide who uh, are without Ruckman. I think they called Sam Hayes. Is that his name uh, for Port as a late mm. inclusion? Uh, then he was subbed out, I think he was, due to an injury. Um, and Finlayson is like the only Ruck that they've got. Vicentini uh, was an out as well. So I don't know if he's going to be come back, coming back this week. But just imagining him up against um, <laughs> Luke Jackson uh mm. finlayson luke jackson geez it's going to be tasty and then rounds it out with a, a bit of a tougher more stingier matchup against the hawks albeit as we know english scored that once 43 but it is english he has his own scoring system um but uh with luke jackson his dpp status also means he can bring, bring him into the forward line and use him as cover for the final round should the worst occur um but you can pretty much roll the dice two weeks to go um even if not um bring me to your ruck bit of um bit of a pod there that uh, could pay off. Yep. I like it. I like it quite a lot. He's one talking about looking, forecasting ahead. He's one to be thinking about for next year, mm. especially if uh, Sean Darcy makes moves on from the Dockers. Mm, 100%. I think Luke Jackson probably holds his, I mean, I would assume he would hold his forward status. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, And so would be a very juicy forward option for us. F1. If, uh, I think at that stage. Now moving on to the forwards, and it is my boy in his back here, Nick Martin, mid mm. forward eligible, four 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 K, four four four, four, four three times K, four thousand four hundred and forty four K. There we go, averaging ninety one point four, 
break even of 59 owned by 5.2%. I don't know what is going on with me. There's so many, uh, so many fours though. 444,000. Yes. Four. He. <laughs> so yeah. it was 4,440. <laughs> what did I even say? I don't know, but uh, we, we knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. And 444K. That that's what yeah, he is. 444K. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Bloody it's into the season. It's near. Me. I can see the checkered flag, Liam. It's not a mirage. It's coming. Don't no, worry. I'm past the checkered flag. I can tell you that much. Uh, and now Nick Martin, he got his rollback on the wing and his scoring benefited big time on the weekend with that score of 137. His recent scoring has been affected by a change in role, predominantly playing as that high half forward, which has limited him and his scoring in particular. But if we do cast our minds back to those games where he played predominantly on the wing, he showed us scores of 120, 129, 139, 124, 79, and 127. He has just 5.2% ownership, so it could be a handy pod as Essendon do vie for a final spot as they play the Giants and the Pies. And he also has that handy DPP status, which means that he will be able to help provide cover again if the worst occurs. Yep, I don't mind. I know you uh, you threw his name up uh, weeks back, Liam, uh, when we mm. still had trades up our sleeves and uh, thinking about him as a potential option. Uh, but he's, he's probably in the frame for extended squad for the All-Australian as well. He's been going that well. Um, and you talk about uh, good... He was a mid-season draftee, was he? Uh, no, or pre... Uh, pre-season S, supplementary. What is it? SSP or whatever it is. Supplementary yeah. selection or something. Yeah. Jeez, he's been, he's been up there in terms of you know, players uh, nabbed from that mm. um, uh, that area. But, yep, I, I like it. I don't mind it. Uh, 5.2%. I'm surprised he's actually that highly owned. Yes, I'm less than that. Um, but, yeah, interesting. Interesting indeed. But hopefully all those options uh, provide you pods, uh, which may, if you need them, uh, in terms of just trying to differentiate your team from your opponents, if you're still in finals, uh, can help you get over the line. Uh, but of course, look at, uh, as we said, those big name options as well. Uh, Oliver, Butters, Petrarca, Tom Green, Parrish, Merritt, LDU. Um, they're all good options as well. So Especially, I think, sorry, just quickly jumping in there, look at them and look at your opponent. I think look to see whether you can negate a risk there by bringing in an Oliver who, you know, should score well. But if your opponent has Oliver, um, negates the risk of, you know, him scoring massively and you're not having him. Yep. No, exactly right. It uh, totally Dep- makes sense. Depends on obviously how you sit. If you're likely to win the matchup, if you're not likely to win the matchup, consider that as well. Yeah. Cause at this stage of the season as well, that a lot of people have similar lineups in terms of primos as well. So you may already be flush with enough primos uh, and you really need someone left field that can really get you over the line or, you know, you don't have the cash as we mentioned from the top to get to mm. one of the uh, pod primos. Um, so one of these genuine pods might be able to help you. That's so cool. Liam, it is time. It is time for a bit of a toot toot action. Toot toot chugga chugga. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain no. I thought they might have thrown you. <laughs> You're like, where is he going with this? Just thought I'd mix it up. You were just expecting that. I am the captain. Uh, yeah. no. I was ex- well, based off that, I'm now expecting like a feather sword. <laughs> yeah. Doing doing this. Doing this. Doing some, uh, hot potato, some, hot potato. 
Rosie the dinosaur to come out with eating the roses. <laughs> I'm a big Wiggles uh, fan, so like I, I do know do know quite yep. a bit. That's what I was going to say. Geez, you're a you, you get your you're yep. quite uh, well versed in your yeah, Wiggles repertoire well there. <laughs> <laughs> don't get past oh, you. No, you got the reference me. right away. Exactly. <laughs> well, very it's good. Just really well, in. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> actually, no, no, don't parody my favorite song, Damon. <laughs> Do not parody my favorite song. <laughs> don't make a mockery out of one of the best, best charting <laughs> songs of all time. Genius. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> toot, toot. Chugga, chugga. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Should we'll do a out. remix. <laughs> should, should do a re actually there might be uh, there yeah, might be something please. for me to put together over the off season we can make it we we'll can make it the it. new sting the new sting for next year <laughs> that's an idea but anyway in i'm the captain now we chat about uh apart from wiggles we chat about what vc and c options you've got for the upcoming round of Supercoach. as always we scratched through the data and found the best options for you to consider Ooh. yes now this is Longest. the I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's any massively great options this week no. in terms of historical average. I think there's some good options, um, some good obvious options, Tim English against the Eagles, Bont yep. against the Eagles, you know, that that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's many standouts if you're going to look at historical averages. So we're going to run through them, but we'll probably just rank them or sort of give you an, give you an idea as to whether we think they're a good pick. Now, on Friday night, we've got the Pies up against the Lions um, down stadium. And in that game, we've got Lockie Neal. He has an average of 99 on the dot against the Pies for scores of 102, 117, 89, 88. So nothing really to write home about there. He hasn't been in the best form either. Um, I do like a Friday night VC. Yep, that's it. When, when you nail it, it uh, it just sets up your week, and you just you're like, "Yep, it's beautiful." Yep. It's beautiful, especially when you got no trades. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna. V- I'm not even gonna VC this week. I'm just gonna put the C straight on someone. I'm just gonna give up, <laughs> give up on life. But yeah, Mix I don't up. know whether I could do it. I don't think Lockie Neal. He's just not in. Like the form's not there, but then. I also think like he's due. Yeah. Like I always think when a te- player is like on a massive tear and has been, you know, 150, 132, 173, you know, like massive, mm. massive run. I'm always like, they're just one game closer to like yeah. their shit score. And on the flip side, I'm like, looking at just one game closer to like a good score. Yeah. To turning it around. Yeah. So I think it's- you kind of almost got a, the law of averages, you know, yeah, it's kind of the uh, the Errol Goulden effect that we talk about where mm-hmm. he has like, he's done it three times throughout the year where he's had a down game and we've called it each time based upon the trend. He's had a, he's had a bloody, yeah. an upper off the Ooh. back of the downer. Uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Um, but uh, just, just quoting fear and loathing in Las Vegas. But his, his, uh, his teammate, Josh Dunkley, mm. I think he'd be very, very, very brave. Brave man even if it is the VC to put it on this man because he's in a shit runner form at the moment. Uh, but again, you could use the same theory, Liam. He's yeah. uh, he's well well overdue. Prior to his, his previous two games, I don't think he, I think he had one game where he scored below a ton. Uh, yes, that's right. My memory does serve correct. Um, so yeah. maybe, maybe he's, he's due. 
He's Stewie. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, with Dunkley, his last four, 84, 118, 113, 67. Average, 95.5. So not too favorable, as you mentioned, uh, in terms of historical averages. Yeah, not loving it. Against, yeah, not loving it at all. Yep. Next up, we got LDU up against Richmond on Saturday. He has uh, an average of 105 in his last four against the Ruse. It scores, sorry, in his last three against the Ruse. Uh, with scores of 110, 119, and 86. Six. What? He said, he said, that's right. He said against the ruse, but I, we, against we get the, the Tigers. Dicks. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> the chicken flag. Well, it's waving. It it's waving. You've done all this hard work with the captaincy, so you, you are well. Up. No, no, I am no. Like, I am like... The guy, I'm like the divorced dad, the middle-aged divorced dad who was just given up on the, given you up. Just, are you Millhouse's dad? Just, yeah, I'm pretty much Millhouse's dad. I, oh, you got, you I got sleep the racing in a car? racing car. <laughs> Do you? No, I sleep in a big bear with my wife. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, the best delivery is that, oh. Yeah. Oh, he's like so deflated. Yes. He's expecting him to say otherwise. Like, oh, no, I don't have a racing car beard. Oh, you one up me. Uh, you're oh. you're in racing car territory at the yeah, moment. Pretty I think. Much. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh. All right, let's move on with the uh, the next game, and it is. Anyway, uh, I like LDU. Do yep. it. Oh yeah, sorry, nice LDU. VC. Yeah, exactly. He's in red hot form, so I'd be jumping on him as a VC candidate. Uh, Zachary Merritt up against the Giants in his last four, and this is a must-win game virtually for the Dons, and I think for the Giants as well. So yep. high stakes here. Uh, and his last four against the Giants, he scored 111, 71, 131, and a 71 for an average of 96. I am a little bit worried because Ooh. he copped a little bit of a tag from Curtis Taylor, it might have been, on the weekend. And I'm scared that um, Ward may uh, be running Ooh. with him, potentially, as a bit of a cooler. I wish I they'd agree. go to Parish. I wish they'd go to Parish. Leave Zeret alone, please. I do agree. I reckon uh <clears throat> I reckon it's a risk. I don't think I'd VC him, to be honest. No. Um just based off that, I think just if he gets a good score, take it and run, but don't don't fret over not putting the VC on him. No. Uh moving on to the next game, and it is the Saints. I don't know who they play. Up against Geelong. Uh, up against Geelong. Yes. Jack Sinclair. He's 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 one to consider. Uh, score of sorry, average of ninety seven point seven five in his last four against the Cats, with scores of one hundred seven, one sixteen, seventy, and ninety eight. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't trust him. No, to his credit, like just looking at the breakdown of scores, hasn't been too bad. He's passed four games. He scored one thirty two, one thirteen, ninety nine, one fifteen, but just not quite enough yeah. for the VC or captaincy type score. So. Mm. Yeah, I'd be looking elsewhere. Uh, potentially to his teammate in Rowan Marshall, uh, but even then, he's four on average against the Cats. Not too crash hot, 73.5, uh, where he scored an 82, 96, 43, and a 73. Although he's coming off, I think it was the season high potentially, uh, on the weekend, 146. No, it was the no, third, best score. third best. Gee yeah. whiz, he's had a few uh, big ones. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe look at him, but probably look elsewhere. Yep, I agree. 
Uh, on the other side of the field, though, we got Tommy Stewart. He has an average of bloody hell, eighty nine point seven five against uh, oh, the Saints. Seriously, what is this? With scores of 113, 48, 98, and 100. Again, like the Saints, I don't know, just after what they did to Sicily, there's mm. that concern. I don't think Sicily and Stewart are quite in the same ballpark. Yeah, no. I feel like Sicily is much more damaging. Mm. Um, like I'd be more concerned about negating Sicily than hand. Stewart. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think they're going to be as concerned by Stuart, but his historical average against them isn't great either. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game as well because this is another game where both teams have to win virtually, um, more so the Cats because they're flagging yeah. behind a fair bit. Um, so who knows? Will Ross, as you said, flick the switch and um, maybe switch up because it did work against Sicily. They got the blueprint there, yeah. change up the forge structure um, and keep their... Um, their systems-based structure, I guess, um, across the rest of the park. Who knows? But, um, yeah, they still are conceding the – actually, the third now. They've dropped the third um, most points to opposition defenders um, in the last 10 weeks anyway. Uh, last five weeks, the Dogs uh, are still far and away the most. And then, yeah, it's St Kilda actually second uh, in more recent uh, snapshot there. So, yeah, potentially on matchups, but again, matchups didn't work on the weekend. So they might be out the window. Mm. It's that time of year. Super coach. It finals, is that time of year. Flipped on its head. Um, so looking to the next game, and it is Adelaide up against Sydney and Rory Laird. He's actually not too bad against Sydney. Uh, he's averaging a 109.5 in his past four, where he scored 140, 121, 88, and an 89. So those two most recent scores, you'd probably hang your hat on for a decent captaincy score and lock it and load if it was. I agree. Don't mind that. Uh, his teammate, Jordan Dawson, he's only played the Swans, his old club, one time oh. for a score of 93 last season. So, yeah, I mean, he's not been in bad form, but probably not good enough to warrant a VC yep. or a C. That totally agree there. Uh, on the other side of the field, Errol Goulden. Uh, your boy, Liam, um, yes. got tagged, got tagged in the week and unfortunately scored a 90, but uh, he's thereabouts. He's due for a bounce back. It always happens. Uh, he's yeah. averaging uh, in his two games only against uh, Adelaide, 107 for a 78 and 136. So a bit of a mixed bag there, but uh, yeah, it's around about, uh, it's the last game on Saturday. Probably uh, one of your last chances to put the VC uh, on someone uh, that early, I guess, because the next game, Liam, is Western Bulldogs up against the Eagles. Yes. And in that game, probably got one of the picks of the round, and it is Tim English. He has an average of 114.25 against the Eagles uh, with scores of 160, 57, 108, and 132. I think he's a good option. He is a very good option. Um, Jackson scored right on the weekend. Uh, and English... I don't know what it is. We've alluded to it earlier in the episode, but he's virtually being scored by different standards. I think he had, what, 60% hit out to advantage, mm. which would have helped his score. But I watched that game. He, again, played putrid, similar to like he scored a, when he scored a 99 or whatever it was uh, a few weeks back um, against Port Adelaide. Absolutely soundly beaten in the ruck by Reeves, um, I think anyway, in terms of the 
hit out differential. Um, sure, he made he made uh, use of the hit outs that he did have to advantage, but around the ground again did nothing. Ten possessions, uh, took a kick in. What one are you of talking those. about? His kick in. What? <laughs> what in the world does Bevo have English as his captain in his super coach? Why he must have seriously the dumbest thing. It just looks so comical. It that did. Was- it was. It was. You know that. <laughs> It, that quote from The Simpsons when it's like the monorail episode and he's like, <laughs> he's like a mule with a wheel. No one oh, knows. Yeah. No one knows. I can't remember what it is exactly, but it's like, no one knows how. Mule with a it. spinning wheel. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what he looked like. He was a mule with a spinning wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It, it was just, I don't understand. And the clock was counting down as well to a loss, a really big loss in the context of their own finals hopes. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, but I don't know. Yeah, it's like, you know, a town with money is like a mule with a spinning wheel. No one knows how he got it and danged if he knows how to use it. <laughs> that was Tim yeah. English with the bloody kick in. He, yeah. he, he like stepped out of the square and then he bounced immediately. Yeah. And I was like... He bounced like as three times as, he did as well. That, and as soon as he bounced the first time, I was like, you have no clue what you're doing now. Yeah, step left. Like, Bounced again, step right, and like, mate, and just like, kick it. It was also like ninety. It was like ninety seconds left, wasn't there, or something yeah. like that. It was so close. They were within a kick. You just put that ball down the middle. Yeah, big kick, big man. Just he yeah. should literally be the one. But he should have been the one taking the mark. Taking the mark, like the ball <sighs> should be kicked to him. So I don't know. Like, where down the line is he? Like, does he fall? on the list of like kick and takers. Surely he would be like, it's like getting, and very, uh, very topical as well, him uh, with the, uh, the, the hat that you've got on there, the, uh, with the, the Tillies, Matildas uh, getting through. Congratulations to them. But it's, it's virtually like the, uh, the, the goalkeeper taking a penalty in the penalty, you know, stage because they're normally like the last penalty taker. Yeah. Um, and it's virtually English. The last person taking the kick in. Gee whiz. But also like, this is just quite off topic now, but not off topic, but just not really super coach relevant. How does Bevo not have more criticism? Like as a coach, how is there not heat not on him? He has like an insane midfield. Yep. Like he's got a he's got a decent I mean, backline permitting, that's probably the worst of their areas. Yeah. But like he's got Bont, McRae, Liber. Yep. Bailey uh, Smith. Uh, Bailey Smith. Uh, I mean, Tim English. He's yep. also got, you know, Lee as well. And Hagen. Uh, what's the name? Sorry, Jamara Ugle Hagen. Um, like, it's not a bad. I it's just actually a really this, good list. Yeah. Despite how he's not, he's had, he's played one grand final in 2016. Sorry, won one grand final in 2016. Been to one other. Like, I reckon if they miss finals, that's when Surely. the heat's going to finally come. I, the heat's been on him over the past couple of seasons as well, admittedly. And but yeah, again, it's it's just kind of considering that. I mean, the heat was on rightly so on Voss when the cart were going shit, turned it around. The heat's now just gone on Simo, but he hasn't got a team to work with. Like the list at West Coast is so shit. Mm. They've got like the great divide of like the the old guys, and then who are now Absolute retiring, youth, by the yeah. way, and then so much youth. Um, so he hasn't really got much to work with, but all the criticism is going on to him. And it's like, how is he escaping criticism, Bevo? 
Just makes Even like absolutely Stuart no sense. Drew. Stuart Drew got cut. And I mean, yeah. obviously there's some sort of, I'm guessing there's some sort of dimmer. Um, yeah. Situation in the, in, in the background there. Um, or they think he's gettable. Um, but like Stuart Drew was, I mean, obviously not performing as well as, 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 as Bevo. Mm. Yeah. But like, I don't think they deserved, they weren't doing badly. Like, no, exactly. That, that was still in finals contention up until yeah. a couple of weeks ago, strangely enough, even after the reins were handed over. So yeah, it yeah. doesn't make any sense, but so, surely totally. he's going to be next, next in the other uh, gun. You'd think, um, but Western Bulldogs fans, let us know your thoughts <laughs> as well. Um, yes. Cause I'm sure there'll be many out there that would be of the same opinion especially after the weekend. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tim English, he is someone to definitely look at. Mm. Um, I will definitely be looking at it um, again, just because as we kind of alluded to uh, before we went off into the tangent, but he scored very, very differently to other Ruckman. Yes. And I have no idea how or why, but he just is. It's just, it's so strange. He should have scored around about a, if I was being generous, maybe 115 at most. He was on like 120 with a minute to go, like 90 seconds to go ridiculous the scaling i don't know why he was scaled so it was like 23 points in the last minute of the game was it the kick in? kick in he, he took the kick in and then he ran they're like that's impressive meters gained Three bounces meters gained then, yeah yeah peter's gained i think he ran sideways but anyway yeah exactly um, anyway let's move on to the let's uh, move on to the next guy yeah he's next uh Who is it and it is lebont and this is going to be I think separating uh, yeah, most people, hard. especially if you're in my shoes and you've got English and Bont. But I look at it from this way. Super coach aside, Bont has a prime opportunity here. West Coast aren't going to tag. I mean, they could win. They want to, they can try and win. Uh, if they win another game, they're still going to finish last, I think, potentially, maybe. I think uh, their percentage is pretty shot compared to North. Um so they can win if they want. Um, no, if they win, they, oh, if they will win. be above North based off okay. points. Yeah, scratch that. In that they case, cannot win. <laughs> they cannot win. So they're not going to tag Bond. They're not going to tag any of their their um, midfielders. Libba's not there. There's more slice of the pie to go around. Mm. A big slice of the pie. This this could be a Brownlow defining game. This game, just everything's laid out in front of him. Bond is going to have a blinder. Coming off the back of a dog's loss to Hawthorne, shouldn't have happened. Finals on the line, they need to win and probably need to win by a fair margin to make up some percentage as well, which could be put, could prove the difference between you know finishing ninth or eighth. So I think all signs are pointing to Bond having a blinder. I think all everything's come out millhouse for him. He just has to grab it by the horns and uh, he'll have a big game. So I, I think. Regardless, I think there's a bit of correlation there between potentially yeah. English and Bont anyway, because English is going to be tapping it down to Bont more often than not. Uh, he's not going to get a tag. O'Neill, even if he was, he's not up to it. He's a squib. Sorry. Um, Bont is going to absolutely tear them to shreds. So for me, shit, I'm showing my cards early here, but I reckon he is definitely the, by far and away, the best VC in the C option. But again, having said that, you can still toss up between English and Bont. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, it's a coin toss between the two of them. 
should mention as well. Uh, so he's averaging 125.75 uh, against the Eagles. Uh, and he's got a 96, 145, 156, and a 106. So I'm expecting a score of around about a 145 like he did two games prior. Yep, I agree. Now, moving on to the next game, and it is the D's up against the Hawks at the MCG on 320 on Sunday. Mm. And first up, we have Clary Oliver for those owners that still have him. He has a score of scores of 119, 119, 115, and 139 in his last four against the Hawks uh, for an average of 123. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Don't mind him. I'm just worried about the tag. I don't know who. Yeah, that's very true. Who they tag? <laughs> Again, it's it's the fin factor, isn't it? He's yeah. kind of he's taking scalps left, right, and center, and and mm. he's making the player injured as well. Mm. That's the thing. He's injuring guys. He was on he was on Dakes, got injured. He was on <laughs> Lipper, got injured. He's the Grim Reaper of Supercoach at the moment. Yes. Uh, I think for me, I think he'll go to Oliver. Uh, just because I mean he he may be among the Brownlow votes on the weekend. Watching him live, Clary started slow but came really really good and was pretty effective. Petrarca, I think for me, all he needs to do is just move forward and yeah, negate be, that. Just negate that tag and Finn. I think will struggle playing a, a super defensive. Um, you know, I guess a traditional defensive tag if track goes up forward. Which speaking of which, Petrarca. He's averaging a 128 against the Hawks. So he scored 148, 131, 108, and a 125, and he's passed four against them. So even then, who knows? But I think tactically, uh, if I was in Sam Mitchell's shoes, I'd put it on Clary. Or do they do something left field and put it on Jack Viney? Mm, that's the other one that I was thinking. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not them, but... I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting one this week. Um, of course, they played in round nine uh, as well. Um, yeah. So I might actually just go back and have a quick skim through the archives here on good old fan footy um, and see who actually Finn wouldn't have played then. I don't think. Um, well, I'll just have a quick squeeze, but he. Do, do, do. In terms of tags, there were none. No tags that I can see. So can't yep, go. So we can't even it. look at that. Yep. Previous game. But um, both of those boys did pretty well. Uh, Oliver, Viney. Actually, all three. Oliver, Viney, and Petrarca. Yeah. Uh, Oliver was let down by disposal efficiency. 34 disposals, 119. Viney, 149. 31 disposals, a goal. Clary kicked a goal as well. And Petrarca... 30 disposals, two behinds, and a 148. So, yeah, could go to any of those three, really. But I'm going to tip Clary. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the safest tip. He's, he's susceptible. Yeah, I agree. So, moving on to the other side of the field in this game, we've got James Sicily. Now, he's got an average of 119.75 against the Ds uh, with scores of 134, 116, 149, and an 80. So, don't mind that either, but... Some people may be burned by his 96 on the weekend. He's bound to come out and score a 160 odd because every time I put the captaincy on him, he's come out and he's done just that. So hopefully that can continue because it'll work well for my league finals. But um, yeah, I'm not brave enough to put the the captaincy on him, which you'd probably need to. Um, And again, you know, could you really do it in the game where 
you know, you've got, you know, also Clary and, and Tracker's options. Yeah. 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 No, no, thank you. No, I, I wouldn't be doing that, I think. But um, next up we have Luke Jackson, of course, Frio facing Port Adelaide, and he's averaging a 75.75. Uh, against Port, and those past four scores have been 126, 94, 57, and a 26. But as we mentioned uh, from the top, as a potential pot option during the trade segment, he is facing, most likely, Finlayson, one out. So uh, he could have an absolute field day. Finlayson, in his own right, is pretty good endurance-wise. Uh, might be able to match him, but I think Luke Jackson, um, and especially without Dixon being there, I think Finlayson, they kind of need an extra bit of firepower up forward. Um, with Finlayson. Mm. So, I don't know, do they throw someone else into the ruck and kind of just give up on the fact that they're going to lose the hitouts and yeah, Luke Jackson? Yeah, like a, I don't know, don't even know who you could chuck in. Yeah, who they got? Ollie Lord? He's a traditional forward, but... um, Yeah. Or even like, I don't know, they have any tall midfielders that you can kind of just give up the yeah. ruck but have the extra midfielder around the play? Hmm. Yeah, don't come to mind. No. Yeah, no. Just chuck in the smallest bloke on the field and just call it a day. Yeah, exactly. Just do that. It'll do. <laughs> uh, his teammate, though, is another option, and it is Andrew Brayshaw, 134, 81, 82, and 19. His last four against the power for an average of 96.75. I don't know. I just don't trust Brayshaw. No. I don't. I don't trust him since being an owner last year. I don't know what it is. It's just his variability in scoring potentially probably speaks for itself, but um, he's been scoring thereabouts, I guess. Um, 102, which is no against West coast. Um, Should have done more than that. 124 against Brisbane and then a 137 against Geelong, but a lot of mixed bag stuff like similar to Sarong. He's kind of had some ceiling games, but they've been few and far between. So for me, I would be looking elsewhere, but then to round us out, Zachary Butters, that's me. Uh, good old Zach Butters. He is actually back in form now. Uh, he is fit and firing, and he has gone back to back to back. 134, 137, and a 139, having faced Adelaide, Geelong, and GWS. Mm. All teams that should have been putting up a fight vying for final spots. So um, I really do like him as a potential option. Although, having said that, he's, he's scoring against Frio. Hasn't been too favorable. Historically, he scored 70.25 as an average and 65, 65, 75, and 76. Yeah. He likes a bit of numerology there, but the looks of it. Um, mm. And he's passed four against though, him. That was that 65, the first one, came in 2020. Ah, so gotcha. It is, it is sort Probably of, I guess, hard to playing, use. Yeah. Yeah, when he's playing more up forward as opposed to playing in the midfield. I don't mind him as a Hail Mary. Last yep. option, like yeah. keep your options open. Yep, I do like it. Yep. Um, if you've got him, 100%. Well, Liam, that uh, leads us to our little captaincy head-to-head for the weekend. Um, how do we go? How do we go on the weekend? Yes, uh, you had Bont, who scored 115. I had Merritt, who scored 96. Oh, bloody Merritt. Bloody Merritt. Bloody Merritt. Merritt's done me dirty two weeks in a row. He has. He's done all. He did all of his dirty because I think he was the like 70% most VC player and for mm. good reason. But him and the Dons, what are they doing? What are they doing? What like, are they doing? North, West Coast, come on. Jeez. 
It'll make the season interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Damon, you have the first pick this week. Uh, yes. Uh, so you can't pick Bond. I can't pick Bond. Oh no! Again, I didn't look forward. What an idiot! Yeah. Uh, do I go for English? Probably. I would probably go for English. I think you just got to go with the matchup more than yeah, anything. Um, yeah, I'll go with English. English. I'll be the noble man and leave Bont to you. Well, <laughs> just because I can't select him. Can't select him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would have done the same. If you took Bont, I would have taken English. I think it's the most logical, the two most logical matchups. I don't know who I'm going to VC this week, like in, in, in full honesty. Oh yeah, if your proper team, yeah. Um, for my yeah, for my proper team, uh, maybe I could go a golden on a Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know. There's like no one, like I haven't got English, so Bont is the real option for me. And then it's I like am... I wouldn't mind Sicily, but I can't yeah. do it in that game. Like the the time frame won't work. Yeah, and. There's no one before it I really like. I am thinking about potentially going against the grain to some respect because people will more than likely use the VC on an earlier game and roll with the C on either Bont or English because they're pretty like yeah. safe options. I might flip the script and put the VC on Bont, but actually I don't know if the loops are going to work because... Um, when do the Giants play? No, they play early. Oh no! Okay, they probably won't work then. Um, yeah, Are maybe maybe I'm players. Uh, Madden, Seamus Mitchell potentially, Marrick. Um, uh, Constable. Yeah, no, that's no, gonna work. Won't, won't work. No, that's gonna work. So I reckon I won't be able to be uh, silly there. Unless I actually would have... would work with Seamus is the only Seamus one that would actually work yeah. with that you'd have to then lock in your mm. yeah you'd have to lock it in before you actually know the score yeah exactly um yeah I reckon in that case I'll probably go with I don't know maybe uh maybe a Laird maybe yeah Laird's um, the other option I was considering don't mind um, him yeah I just don't I don't love anyone to be honest. Yeah, otherwise I would have probably gone, if I could do a swing, go VC on Bont, and then if he doesn't score for some reason, who knows why, doesn't score well, um, put the C as a bit of Hail Mary on Petrarca in hope that he potentially avoids the fin tag um, and Melbourne will come out breathing fire. But no, I think I think Bont and English, they, they should score quite well. So As an owner of both, yeah. who do you pick? Like, who would you, like, I think personally, as a non-owner, it's a coin toss yep. um, between the two. Uh, in, in terms of English and Bond? Yeah. If you, obviously, you can only pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think like, English is actually the safer option, as stupid as that sounds. Yeah, I think you're right. Because he has a high floor. Like, he's got a higher floor than it than Bond. Um. And their ceilings are very, very similar. I also um, don't think there's a risk with like English is going to play Ruck for the game. Mm. Bont 
if they sew it up early, maybe he gets thrown forward just to, you know, a few stands and rest. Um, so there's that risk. I mean, you still think he scores well because he can score well as a forward, but yeah, I think I think Tim English is the safer bet. And and coming coming down to the um, I guess looking at it, and this is looking at it a few layers beneath the surface, but um. When it comes to supercoach scoring, obviously the highest scaling goes to the players when the game's in the balance. So if this is a blowout game, you know, the later the game gets, the higher the margin gets, the longer the margin gets, um, the disparity there, the points aren't going to be as willy-nilly. They might be more widespread potentially, unless yeah. you're someone kicking bags and bags of goals. Um, and hit outs to advantage, I think there's more scaling points for that. So maybe it works in English's favor. Um but if Bond comes out firing and smashes it in the first quarter and two quarters or whatever and puts it to bed, uh, he might have enough sculling points up his sleeve to to go bananas. But I, I do like both, in all honesty. But, yeah, um, I don't think it's – I don't think you'll go wrong. I don't – Can't go wrong either way. Yeah, I don't think you'll go wrong if you do go for Bond over English or you go English over Bond. But I don't think there's a clear cut which one you should pick. Like yep. I, I, don't kick yourself if you pick the wrong one. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, spot on. Uh, well, very cool. nice, Liam. Well, it's uh, time now. We've got a few questions that have been sent in late. A um, couple of uh, trade conundrums, um, stuff that we've kind of already gone over, but um, we might be able to just cherry pick a couple of names that they've thrown at us. And it is Liam in the segment. I got to know. Hey, I got to know. You can't just toot toot after every second. <laughs> yes, I can do what is... I damn like. No, you can't. <laughs> I can't. You can't. You can't show that disrespect to the Wiggles. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Jeff is gonna come. Come get you. <laughs> Jeff's downstairs <laughs> sleeping. Don't worry. On a on a fern. All right. I'll get. I'll get Anthony. Oh God. Not Good Anthony. Old Anthony to come at you. Well, Murray. Yeah. Now, Murray. Murray. Murray was the scary one. I reckon he'd. Which one was Murray? Is it the- Murray was the red one. Red one, the red. Yeah, actually, he had really big, like crazy yeah, eyes. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. He just yeah. stare at you and freak you out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's I got to know, and in I got to know, we throw it open to you, the good folk of the Supercoach Edge community, to answer your burning questions. And we've got three questions here today, and the first one is from the Duke at the Duke uh, on Duke Twitter. Higgum. Yes, it is him. It is it is he. <laughs> and he asks, hey, fellas, Libba out and ah. who too? I need a pod. Who is your favorite? Clary? Oh, he says Clayton Oliver. Trelaw, yep. West Coast Eagles with no Libba. LDU, Sicily or Houston? I think if you go, right, I'm going to knock people out. I think I don't think Houston personally. No, I'll knock out Trelaw as well. Yep, I agree with that. I'd I'd like Oliver if there wasn't the Finn tag coming up and just the uncertainty of that. Mm. He, he actually, to his credit, he does pretty well against tags. Like as we know that players have yeah, tried he can, to play yeah. for him, but this is a different kettle of fish. Good old Finn. He's uh yeah. he's the human glove. And could just, you know, cause him to be out for the next three weeks. <laughs> I like LDU. Yep. And of LDU course, like. we all like Sicily. Yeah. Uh, but 
I mean, we don't know your side, so we don't know yeah. how you're going to fit them all in. And buy. What, I, what I will say is have a look at your, assuming, of course, the in head-to-head finals, league finals, look yes. at who your opponent has. And I, I choose based off what player they don't have. They more than likely don't have Oliver. They might have LDU and they probably, out of those three names, more, more than likely have Sicily. Um, maybe. So probably off that basis, you could be able to choose and narrow it down even further. But I think, yeah, out of those three, I like all of them. Clary, yeah. LDU. Yeah, I don't Sicily. think you'll go wrong with any of them. Yep. Clary... Um, Facing Sydney as well, uh, the last round. Yeah. yeah. There's no one that's going to tag. Um, does pretty well against the Swans from memory, just having quick squeeze. Um, he averages, sorry, in his last three, 125, 134, and a 156 against the Sydney Swans. Yeah. Uh, LDU. LDU has the Tigers and the Gold Coast. Uh, the Gold Coast and the Sun, sorry. Richmond... Give away a lot of points to opposition midfielders like uh, Libba two weeks ago yep. went nuts. Bont also went nuts uh, last week. Who did they play last week? St. Kilda, you know, no one really there to consider. But, yeah. yeah, like I think there's a propensity for Richmond to give away those points to midfielders. So I think LG could be in for a big one as well. Uh, the Suns, yeah, could go either way. Yeah, took my tag. He's back into his tagging role. Yeah. Um, he's he's probably the the biggest part of the lot. LDU is in ten percent of teams. Surprisingly, Sicily's in twenty one percent of teams now. He went up a fair bit on the weekend. Um, and Sicily so on... plays Melbourne and Fremantle to round yeah. out the season. No real not, correlation. No real good. I don't even think Rich Frio's a great opposition for scoring against. So, yeah. I'd probably go Oliver. Or yep. LDU, personally. I wouldn't knock Sicily out, but I think to your point, Damon, I'd be looking at your opponent and then yep. either looking to match if you think you've got the edge on them um, just to negate a risky player like an Oliver or look to, yeah, get yourself a pod. Yep, 100%. Yeah, I like that. Clary or LDU, um, flip a coin, go from there. Uh, next up, we have a question from Bill Redman at Bill Redmond 13 last trade again, common theme here, cash league Dacos two. Nice. Oh, you kept Dacos even though we had a trade. Interesting. Uh, Houston, Ryan short or Newman. Uh, we'll knock him out here. Uh, Don't I wouldn't even go knock short. Him out. Just Newman. Just do it. Yeah. yeah go Newman. hundred um, percent. Not to jump in on you then. David, but... A bit of breaking news as well, Liam. And it's unfortunate <laughs> news for both of us. Uh, Harry Mackay potentially might be making his return, miraculous return this weekend against Gold Coast. However, this is on the AFL website. Carlton will be without Sam Walsh and Adam Chera for its trip to Heritage Bank Stadium. This, I hate hamstrings. What happened to it two to three? What I happened to two to hamstrings. three? This fucking Oliver all over again. Yeah. There pretty much goes my finals because I was hoping that Walsh was going to come back. There goes my... Uh, I have no players left. Chessa. <laughs> Chessa. Yes. He needs to pull through. He needs to pull through. If, Now's if the I, time. I, I want to play Chester in the last round. You know what? I don't even care. I'm going to pull off Sicily. I don't, who gives a shit? Sicily, you're off. 
Yeah. It's your cut. Yeah, your cut. I like the. I like. Yes, I like your style, but you cut. It was really hard <laughs> to cut you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Newman, hundred percent. I'd rank them in terms yeah. of Newman, Houston, Ryan, and then Short potentially. Um, yeah, I agree. Houston helps. has that high floor, high ceiling. Sorry, low yep. floor, high ceiling. Like bit of variation. Newman, though, I like currently, especially knowing that Chera and um, well, she won't definitely won't be back. Yep. So if even if Docs plays, he's going to be playing in the mid. Yeah. So free real estate for Newman, free real mm. estate, baby. That's what you need. Yep. Now let's move on to the last question, and it is Brad Door at Brad Door Four on Twitter. Oh, one trade, but a hundred k to spend. Jeez. Playing off the two cash league prelims. Now he asks, Dacos to track, Clary, Sicily, or other? Or other? So I think he's just saying, do we have a... I reckon you should trade in um, my boy, Campbell Chesser. Um, just bank the cash. Just, just finish the season with plenty of cash in the bank. Yeah. Yes, um, no, it wouldn't do that. It wouldn't do that. Why? Chester's going to come out and score consecutive 200s. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he will. Double ton. Just put the is C he, on him. What are you, you going to do with the cash? It doesn't matter. You're going to get double hundreds. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen. No, Brad. I no, think. Uh, do not do that. Please do, do not that. do that. <laughs> uh, track. I'm still worried about uh, splitting yeah. time forward and mid. Clary, I like, and Sicily, yeah, as we spoke to earlier, he's so good. He's, but yeah. again, probably comes down to your head-to-head matchups and stuff. Ooh. So given you've said that you're in two cash league prelims, base it off that, mate. Um, as you said earlier, Liam, if you've got the edge and you think you can match it, bring in one of those guys uh, that your opponent potentially has and you can trump them, yes, go for that. Otherwise, if you need the edge, I would rank those guys in terms of... Ooh, I'm almost tempted to go back to the well with Clary. I don't know what it is. I'd go. Clary. Yeah, I think I'd go. I don't LDU mind I like Clary. as well, who we spoke of earlier. So he's another option. Yeah, I like LDU. The other option, Zach Butters. Yep, um, yep, yep. Very good option. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? The only other one potentially is a parish. Um, as a bit of a pod again. Oh yeah. I like him because I don't think he'll get tagged on the weekend. I think they're going to merit. He scored 122 off the top of my head, and he loves playing against the Pies. So, oh, yes, that's right. A couple that's of good true. potential matchups. Yeah. Um, so we're not but, much help there, Brad, because we, no. we don't know what your team looks like or your opponent's teams. But, yeah, I agree with you, Damon. I'd be looking at not just your matchup matchups this week, also look at your matchups. I mean, don't try and project ahead too much, but yeah, if you want to – if you, since you've only got the one trade left, try and see if you can uh, kill two birds with one stone. Yep. No, I like it. Well, hopefully that helps in some way, shape, or form. Let us know uh, what you go with as well, uh, all of you guys, uh, in terms of the routes you go down and how you um, fare. So, Liam, before we wrap things up, let's run through our Supercoach Edge Cup group results after round 22. Yes, our Supercoach Edge Cup public group leader is the carryover leader yet again with Adam and he has his team all too hard. He scored 2,376 on the weekend. 
and he held his spot in 11th overall. So he is very close to the top 10 there. Hopefully we can see him uh, jump in, jump in feet first. Yeah. Head first, feet first, somersaulting, black backflipping, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) Top scorer for the round uh, was Cameron with the team Sabrosa with a score of 2,552 with a round rank of 76 and an overall rank of 10,056. So uh nice round score there, Cameron. And also, Liam, a quick shout out to our father-in-law who texted through uh, and said, my dud team did well this round. Ranked 38th overall, scored 2,573. Oh, wow. Massive. So tip of the cap to him. Very, very good there. Uh, now for our Patreon exclusive group, do we need? Let's just record ourselves saying this. Yeah. T Prostitutes Inc. Jonas Goat yet again. He was the round, not the round top scorer. He was just the uh the the top. He's currently the the leader. Leader. That's the word. That's the one. I've checked out. Yep. Uh, round Jonas score Blake. of two thousand two hundred and thirty-four. He is ranked overall four hundred ninety-third. Now, Damon, last week. You had to make up. I can't remember how many points it was. I think it was two one two hundred and something, ten or something. Two hundred. Yeah, it was two hundred and twelve. Two hundred twelve. That's the one. Two hundred twelve. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, Damon, we were like you. You were like Jonas Goat. He's got both hands on the cup. He is. Yeah. He's wearing the hat. He has got. I don't even know. He's got the winner's sash on. Yep. He he is. Uh, he's on the top of the dace. He yep. is. Squared his, you know, shaking the champagne bottle. Yeah, it's it's going everywhere. That's yeah. how that's how done this exactly. is. Exactly. But Damon, you made up one twenty-one points on him what? this week. One hundred twenty-one points. That is news to me because I didn't actually. I completely. I must admit, this is in all honesty. I forgot about this. Yeah, I, I should. I, have. I haven't. I've been watching this. I've been watching this. This, this is this is almost this the matchup. ultimate supremacy matchup, Liam. This is almost the ultimate supremacy matchup. This is like a bit of a he's tag teamed. He's like you've you've tagged him in. This is the old school WCW type stuff, and you've got got me off the turnbuckle, and you're about to take me out, and then all of a sudden, oh, I deflect, and I got back 121 points, and then just going to come back. 91 right. points behind. You got Liam. 91 points. I was just, Sorry, I was in my I was just letting there. you live your own live, live your own dream there. <laughs> so uh, anyway, 91 points behind. You've got two weeks to make up 91 points. So what's that? 45 and 46 points in the mm. next two weeks. Could you do it? Could you do the unthinkable and snatch victory from the well, jaws of def- defeat? Defeat. I don't know if that's really the saying here, but just just I don't know what that noise was. But yeah. It? Um, I think, yes, I can now. I think I'm a little bit more bullish, you could say, um, because to make up 212 points, whatever it was over three weeks was like the unthinkable, but I know he did mention that he copped a zero or at least he's, he's copping zeros now. So he's in yeah. a bit of a free fall. He was ranked pretty well. I'm ranked 653rd. He's ranked 493rd, as you yeah, said. So not too far off. Not too far away. Uh, the point differential is, yes, it's 91. So look, so I'm just doing numbers in my head here. I'm just literally reading them off a screen. If he's getting a zero, you're probably going to catch him this week, I'd um, say. I'm trying, oh, no. He's got he's got Libra as well. It's all over. He's got Libra. He's going to miss this week. Um, 
No, he didn't cop a zero. You see, was he pulling our leg? Oh, he had to play Chin Cotter. That's what it was. So it was a virtual zero. <laughs> but um, how did you yeah, score that okay. Interesting. I don't know. Um, oh, Libba, I guess that's the, the... But now I guess the prophecy that he was... What he was talking about has now been prophesized because he's going he's to be now. copying his own now yeah. with Libba because he's got Sharp on the bench, Constable and Drury. Um, although, no, sorry, he can swing Taron Thomas into the midfield. So mm. you're not too bad. You're actually well-stocked. You're well-stocked in terms of depth. Okay, so, so there's no risk. We're still on. Not we're no still risk. on. There's, there's less risk. Less risk. So we're still on for our ultimate supremacy matchup, yeah. Liam. All right. I'm going to be so, barracking for... I'm a, I'm a bit a bit like Goldberg, WCW style. I'm I'm doing a bit of a head down. I'm scratching the uh the, the mat with my foot and I'm about to like spear tackle him into the turf. So let's see if that eventuates. Or again, if he just blocks me and then just you know turns it around on me and just you know gives me the, the old tombstone or something, who knows? Sorry, I just went off into my little fantasy yeah. there again. No worries. Uh, the highest weekly score, though, of 2,379 in the Patreon exclusive group went to Matthew with his team, Tun618. Ah, very nice. Matt now, there. Damon, do you want to run through the Patreon exclusive Supercoach Edge Cash League and the second week of finals? Yes. Third week of finals. Yes, we're second into the third, third week now, but the results from the second week, you're... you're... I don't, don't even know what day it is. You honest. just went into a different dimension then. You literally went into, I'm going to have to like freeze frame that. You almost went cross-eyed. That was amazing. That was incredible. <laughs> What's the time code here? I'm just going to take note of that. And I'm, it's, we can make a meme out of this, I'm sure, because it's like <laughs> this this picture of Liam's face summarizes Supercoach at round, 22, round 22, going into round 23 of the season. My lord, chicken flag is being waved, Liam. You're you're completely dazed. I think you've yeah. been like spear tackled. No wonder you've tagged bloody uh, Jonas Goat. And... But uh, anyway, yes, with regards to the results, which uh, was the second week of finals, uh, I ended up defeating uh, the sharpshooters. Brett, who finished second overall, uh, was my score of two thousand three hundred fifty-five. Defeating sharpshooters, Brett, two thousand one hundred forty-nine. And then in the other semi-final, it was Tun618, Matthew, who we spoke of, ended up with that uh, big um, top score of the league with 2,379, defeating black on white, Scott Arthur, uh, who scored 2324. So that was a hard-fought game. And what you, you just delirium has set in. Delirium has set in for Liam. He's, he's oh my god he's he's like choking on 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 record here folks if if now this is this is incentive enough if you listen to our podcast all well and good we're, we're very appreciative of this but if you're going to watch the vodcast at any one time <laughs> this could not be incentive enough go to youtube check it out check out the time code right now because Liam has lost it he's got purple in the face the delirium is on an absolutely different dimension a different level. He is, I don't know where Liam is, but wherever he's gone, I want to go there. I want to be there. If it if it means that I need to cop a 20 from one of our players in order to get there, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> I'll continue on with the show because Liam just cannot breathe almost. His face is purple uh, and he's shaking his head. <laughs> this is what Supercoach does to us, folks, this time of year. 
It sends us into an absolute spiral. It's good. I mean, hey, what's the saying? If you if you don't laugh, you cry. So you've got to laugh, and that's that's the point. Or you could just go delirious, like you're going at the moment. Yeah, so. exactly. Very good. So uh, to uh, both of those teams, Tun Six One Eight Matthew and the Sharpshooters Brett, they proceed through to the prelim, and uh, because uh, I faced off against the Sharpshooters, who finished second, as is this wacky setup goes with the eight man league, uh, I went through. Straight through to the grand final. So I will face the winner of uh, that prelim between Sharpshooters and Matthew. So Sharpshooters, you're still in it, mate. You got the second chance. So Matthew, you got to go through in straight sets virtually. Uh, you've got to go through all the way. Can he do it? Can he go undefeated across the entire, entire final series and dethrone me? And I will just remind people as well, in this league, and we've discussed it, Liam, off air, and we've agreed that if either of us was to win the league, because there is cash at stake, we are exempt from the cash. We're not allowed to touch it. So we will be rewarding the people that have supported us across the journey. So you just have to find out what it is. So for those people that have been knocked out, uh, you're just going to have to barrack for me. Uh, so this is like an easy way for me to get uh, bandwagon supporters and cheerleaders, et cetera, et cetera, on the sidelines for me. I'm barracking for, no, I have to wait till next week to see who I barrack for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can't play favorites here. No. Because um, everyone has been uh, great supporters of us in exactly. this Patreon league. I uh, hope they both last win. Year this year. Yeah. I hope they draw and then they knock you out of finals somehow. I don't think that can happen, but uh, I, like, I, I like the idea. I hope they draw and they knock <laughs> you out of finals. Okay. If I hope that happens... no, it, just, it resurrects me somehow into finals. Oh, Okay. Well, uh, they'll be facing up against you then in that case. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the ultimate supremacy. <laughs> but uh, all the best, of course, the sharpshooters, yes. Brett and Matthew with his team. Should six, be a good matchup, that one. Very, very uh, even, I think. Um, yep. Sharpshooters had a bit, bit of a down week, so I caught him on a, uh, a very, very bad week for him and a good week for me. So maybe that's where all my luck went in my other leagues. They went mm-hmm. towards this league. Um, but yeah, as I said, if I end up winning, Liam, uh, everyone in the league will be rewarded. So I guess, yeah. Stop in the trying case to make of... friends. Stop trying to buy friends. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just kind of at that stage. I've just got to open my wallet and just, just be like, just got to be on my side. I need supporters. I need supporters because everyone's going to be supporting. Why? I'm barracking for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I'm barracking exactly. for you, but I'm actually not. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally, I'm literally barracking for everyone because I'm barracking for myself to win because then everyone wins. So I guess whoever faces off against me, even if they lose, they win. That that uh, is true. Yes, that is that is true. They just so yeah. So Except basically, if, we've just incentivized yeah. everyone to just not win. Uh, yes, we're, we're breeding mediocrity in this league. No, 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 we're not. <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Because the person there is extra incentive. Because if they win, they get the entire cash pool, whereas and everyone else win, misses out. Everyone else misses out. Exactly. So that's the... Mm. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you mean. All right. Well, <laughs> that brings us to the end of the show, Liam. <laughs> what, a way, what a way to end it. I just... Like, bring in chaos. Yeah, bring in chaos. Exactly. Throwing a cat amongst the pigeons, all that sort of stuff. But uh, before we go, Liam, where can our listeners find us across our socials? And where can they find us primarily on YouTube in order to watch your absolute delirium? 
We should be clipped up. I'm going to start again. (laughs) I don't don't even know what set it off. I'm going to have to rewind the tape. I don't Um, know what set it off either. I just. It was good though. It was good. Lost it. Yeah. Um, YouTube. You can Mm. find us on YouTube. Set Supercoach Edge and don't forget to like and subscribe on Twitter or X. um, We're at 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 Supercoach. There we go. Siri goes. <laughs> I, I need to turn your video off. I can't look at you. Um, it's my face. I know it's very funny. Twitter, Twitter or X, search at supercoach underscore edge. You'll find us there. Damon at, at DemoJ88. <laughs> myself at, at Liam Evans underscore 95. Why are you laughing at me? What have I done now? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, search supercoach edge, and you'll find us there. I think there's one thing we should be proud of, though, Damon, now that I yes. just realized. What's up? We got a whole episode through without talking about billionaires. Oh, we did too. Oh, well, that's a good segue, Liam. Because that, nah, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of billionaires, though, did you know that they're both going to fight? Are they? They're both going to have like this. A, yeah, they're doing it, and like apparently, a cage match. Yeah, apparently he spoke uh, to some. I think some someone high up in India, some politician in India, and I was like. What do India have to do with this? To like host the event or something? I have no idea. But he's just speaking shit. It, they're going to wipe the floor with um with good old um beep, boop, oh. Elon Musk and uh, the lizard man's just going to come out triumphant. Does the uh does the robot the cyborg or the lizard win? Uh lizard, hundred percent. As I said, all he needs to do is just like lick him with like his wet tongue and short circuit his like mainframe, and he's going to be zzz, 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 when he's going to power down. Mm. They should come out like robot suits or like come out dressed as like, like in like those in fat Simpsons? sumos. Oh suits. yeah. Okay. That would be good too. Oh, what are oh, with the, uh, when they did the, when Homer pretended to be a robot in like the robot. Oh yeah. Robot fighting. wars or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like been beaten up and sworn in half almost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's very good. But anyway, that's enough of a tangent on billionaires. Yes. As always, Liam, as you uh, alluded to, if you love the content we provide, make sure to let us know by subscribing to our YouTube mm-hmm. channel and help us in our pursuit of hitting 1K, which pretty pretty much is a foregone conclusion. Won't happen this season, unfortunately. But we do nonetheless appreciate all the support that we've had across the season thus far. But if you haven't subscribed, there's incentive to do so um, because uh, we'll give you... Uh, we'll give you... I don't know. What can we give people? We'll give you a shout out. Hey, every person that subscribes that's listening to this, watching this haven't subscribed, let us know in the comment section below. We'll give you a shout out next episode. How about that? Bit of an extra incentive. And Liam will we'll promise that Liam's going to be extra delirious. <laughs> and you know what? I might even, I might even off the back of that, you give me an idea. I might time code your deliriousness in the description in YouTube. So people can just like, they don't even have to watch the whole episode because I know people listening to it were like, oh, I just want to see Liam's face. Click on, go to the description on YouTube. Click, it's not, it's happening again. <laughs> It's happening again. They only oh, come I'm at trying night. really hard not to lose it again. They mostly come at night, mostly. Um, it's aliens reference, but um, Liam, that is it for another episode. And uh, thank God, yeah, yeah, thank God, it's been a, it's God. been a mammoth episode. Uh, we've dragged it out more than probably what it needed to be, but hopefully it was entertaining enough for you kind folk that tune in from week to week. And um, <clears> yeah, two more weeks to go, Liam. The checkered flags already in sight, but for you, it's already behind you it's Ooh. waved in front of your face you are just i'm done you were gone you were down out for the count um so we'll see how delirious you are next hopefully your deliriousness like is like 
ramped up week on week. So you've got two more weeks to go. I can't wait to see the level of deliriousness you're going to be in round 24. Going to be a thing of beauty. Okay. I don't think I'm going to get more delirious. You say that now. I say that now, but I don't. Just you wait. I really don't think I will. Let's see. Let's see. He says as he he swallows the laughter and hiccups. But anyway, thanks as always for tuning in. All the best for the round ahead and for finals, of course. And we'll catch you same time, same place. We'll see you then. We'll see you then, Liam. Good luck, guys. See you then. Adios. Here you go. You can rest now, Liam. Oh, my Lord. Rest your your weary head. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.